Party of two. We're looking for a party two. Any party of two. Yeah, we got a party of two right over here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Party of Two podcast. The season is upon us. We're coming up. Debt Christmas is so close. And we're going to talk about some of that, some of our favorite theme park things in the the realm. But we're going to talk about some news first. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark B. Donica. And I am your other host, Andrea Donica. So we, I'm actually really happy. We were going to pre-tape this a couple days ago. Yeah. And in between, a lot of stuff happened. That's just... So much news has dropped. Yeah. And we're not, we're not like super, super newsy, newsy type of thing. But nah. it's a lot of stuff that's getting us excited. Yeah. So we wanted to share it and just sort of geek out over it with all of you. And their gifts to you, our listeners. Merry... Everything. That's all I got. Happy so, holidays, happy everyone. Merry. Happy Merry. Happy <laughs> Merry. Let's, there's, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff pulled up here, so uh, let's not, here, let's start with. Uh, well, let's, let's start with merchandise. Do you want you to? Know, yeah, All I right. think we should. You're very, you're in, feeling in very way. passionate about this I, subject. I really am. Oh my gosh, you guys. I am so happy that Disney has finally struck down on all of the resellers of their limited edition, limited release merchandise. So if you're unfamiliar, but I'm quite sure if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably a bigger Disney fan and try to get your hands on maybe a a nice piece of merch or two. And you might often find yourself frustrated because by the time you get there, if you're not waiting in a line beginning at midnight and the Esplanade, it's just not going to happen because what's been happening are these certain resellers, they buy up all of the merchandise. And I mean, sometimes they have limits on how many pieces people can buy. It'll say like two per person or whatever usually, but it doesn't mean that they necessarily follow it. There are people that have whole personal shopping businesses, whether it's on eBay or on their own website, and they just buy everything up. So Say you were someone like me that wanted to get the red Funko Pop, you know, forget about it. Uh, I couldn't make it there at, you know, the the early, early morning hours. And meanwhile, people were not only buying up everything when they were there with their pass, but they would even go to the back of the line and then say to all the people waiting there, hey... I'll sell this to you already so you don't have to wait. I mean, this has been a thing that's that's been happening in from conventions. That's uh, that's why a couple of years ago I got a really big item for a mutual friend of ours that I had when I had anytime the Comic-Con lists come out you're like, "Oh, a bunch of stuff that I'll never be able to buy because yeah. those the the ticketing is so specific. You have to get you have to show up get a different type of ticket, wait in a different line, come back at this time, and then you'll be able to shop. And we might have that still. But walking by, I saw that they still had this big item and was and called the person in question. I was like, hey, you want me to get this for your husband? He's like, yeah, yeah, do, do that. And I was lucky enough to go up and get it. But that those experiences happen so few and far between. And especially with Disney, they're, I don't understand why they make such 
few limited quant why they make such limited quantities. Maybe it's something with Funko specifically for the well, pops. It's not just but, the pops though. It's it's everything. Well, the jerseys it's like, too. Well, it's the the jerseys, and I mean they're able to keep up with the jerseys a little bit more now. I don't know if they knew how big they were going to be, but for example, the Trader Sam's limited releases mm-hmm. of their mugs, those are very very in high demand and for the hatbox ghost that just happened back in october forget about it like you had to be in that line probably around like two three o'clock in the morning before the day opened and that's not what going to the parks are about like you're you're supposed to be able to enjoy your day you're supposed to go on some rides see some shows if you like you know, spend time with your family. No one, anyone that's passionate about the parks isn't going because they want to wait in this long line to buy something. But there there are collectors that want things. You know, you, you should be able to have that experience where you pass by and you see something that speaks to you, that, mm-hmm. that you want. It's like, oh, this is my favorite character. I have to have this as a part of my collection. I have, I have, a, I have a solution, at least for the pop. Uh, scenario Mm -hmm. Um, they they should make the chaser figures for some for some lines they have a second version of a character that's a chaser so it's a lot harder to find or it's a exclusive here exclusive there so you can get the red or the or whatever park themed park Mm -hmm. uh, thing online and then if you go into the parks that's where you get the chaser figure where it's a different shade of lipstick on red or like Indy's holding a sword instead of a whip, or he's got his shirt open instead of buttoned up like those tiny little things so that there's an opportunity for everybody to get something and they can mass produce the big stuff. But that's not, that's not ultimately the problem. Right. But I'm just, I'm just saying for, for pops, I, there's a way. Right. And Disney's solution has been that they are revoking annual passes over people that have been repeat offenders of this. They've been keeping an eye on it, and they've been quietly doing it. And they actually have in your terms and conditions for your annual pass contract that you're not allowed to resell. I've got the wording. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's, quote, benefits and discounts are for personal use only and may not be used for any commercial purpose, including, without limitation, to obtain or purchase items or services with the intent to resell uh, such items or services. That's very plain. That's not jargon. That's not right. whatever. That's very forward. And in this very much, uh, yes, I read it sort of a world, <laughs> that if people don't read that. People don't see that. And, and also... I, I don't like the idea of people going, oh, I can get a discount on this stuff. There's exclusive well, exactly. stuff that I can get. So I'll get that and then turn a profit off of it. Like going in, going into this, these environments with that mindset is so toxic. Yeah. And I mean, I understand if it's like, if that's your thing for just keeping yourself busy or maybe you you have fun making that like your little side business but the reality is you are abusing the privilege of your past Mm -hmm. and you are taking merchandise away from people that 
are already spending big bucks to physically be there mm-hmm. and for actual people that literally want that merchandise for themselves. And if you don't read your contract and just say, well, I didn't know about that, honestly, you should realize, first and foremost, you've been a jerk. You've been a jerk to so <laughs> many people that have just wanted a pop figure or a t-shirt or a pin. I, I mean, it's it's really simple. If you're buying out all of the merchandise so that Disney doesn't have it through the end of the same day that they've released it, obviously you're creating a problem for other people. The other thing, too, is Disney now has Shop Disney for shopping for park-specific merchandise. Disney didn't always have that. This is kind of a more new thing Mm -hmm. that has happened within the past year. So that's also taking profits away from Disney. And it's wanting... And I mean, they they started that so that they could actually get their park-specific merchandise to people whether they're in the park or not. So yeah. that part of the market has now been satisfied. So anyone else that's trying to do it, they're taking profits away from Disney. And of course, the mouse isn't going to like that, <laughs> which is understandable. You know, that's your merchandise. I wouldn't want someone just taking my stuff and then reselling it because they feel like it. I would like to think that there's also the notion of if people feel disillusioned with the benefits of having an annual pass there's entirely the possibility it's a small percentage that people don't renew it's like well there's all this there's all this construction i can't make it out as often as i want to all of the products that i should get because i'm a pass holder aren't around because other people are eating them up that much faster and stuff isn't as readily available uh, I can I can go a year without it, then a year turns into two years, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, and that that means less. There's less people going into the park, or there's or there seems to be. Uh, I've I found out through our actions as well as other people's actions that we'll just we'll just kindly ask friends that are under the umbrella <laughs> for a way in, which takes away ticket prices, which takes away a monthly payment, which takes away. All sorts of stuff. You're still getting food and gimmicks and, and whatever, but it's not, and not none of this is really optimal. And I hope that they can find the right people because I've seen a lot of people go, I like I'm I'm just trying to get rid of old stuff because I'm over encumbered or. No, no, no. no. Like, this is clearly stuff that they've just purchased in the parks, though. If something is used, it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Well, also you've. Have you taken Figment out of its his box yet? Well, no. He that... needs to stay. Um, he needs to stay extra valuable by staying in his box. But for example, I have resold things that I have bought from the Disneyland Resort mm-hmm. and used it, like a, a Dooney and Burke handbag, yeah, or a Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. Uh, enchanted tiki room bracelet and you know still taking good care of them but they're used and i make it very clear when i'm reselling them these have been used but with very much a lot of love still has a lot of life left in it Uh, go ahead and get it you know i i'm not writing new in box this and that because 
Any of the things that I am reselling, I've already used. In researching, uh, there's an article on the OC register that has a couple of different accounts of people going, oh, okay, that makes sense, but they're still having me pay my bill until my pass is done. Well, you already signed a contract. But there's also other people that were like, I bought something for a friend of mine. I didn't sell it to him, but I, I ended up getting, like... They one way or another they found mm-hmm. you know there so there there in in any case there might be people that get swept up in in a lot of it that may have less of a reason to be accused and and so so the only thing that I hope for is that they use this first step as a way to really hone in on the right people that are that are not looking at this privilege as uh, a, a positive personal uh, advantage as opposed to a, like a business sort well, of thing. Well, sure. And, you know, any anyone that has had their past revoked and doesn't understand why or feels like their situation has been misjudged, they can always talk to Disney. They can mm-hmm. call them up. You know, they get a they get a cancellation letter and they also have a phone number there that they can call to talk about any questions or concerns. So they have the opportunity to do that if they want. But from what I have been reading, for the most part, people that get their pass revoked, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yes, the this states in the contract. I think Disney's timing with this is really smart because now these people are basically banned from buying a pass for a whole year and with galaxy's edge on the horizon to open up this is ensuring that any of that special merchandise that opens up with that area of the park isn't just going to all end up online so i'm really happy about that especially with star wars land uh with galaxy's edge being a california exclusive for like six months yeah so it's it's going to be even harder to get in with uh, people just trying to get in, buy stuff, and go. I'm very hopeful that we may get an opportunity to go beforehand. Like yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. Cause well, that's that's what we got to shoot for. Talking to my mom, she was just like, "I don't know if I want to get a pass because Star Wars is going to make everything so crazy that I don't even know if I'll have an opportunity to go." Yeah. And since she has a regular nine to five, she has to get a more expensive pass to make it on the weekends. So she's she doesn't know. So there's a lot of stuff with Galaxy's Edge coming up that sort of the more casual Disney goers may not renew just because of it and then if i don't know how much of a percentage is being affected by these uh cancellations yeah but that would be an interesting statistic to see yeah we'll get there yeah but um we we've spent a lot of time talking about this topic right so uh well it's been irking me for some time oh i know i didn't know you were an invader zim fan that's a one percenter Mm. hope you enjoy but uh one of the other things we wanted to talk and it's not it's not just disney but we're going to stay in Disney for a second. Mm. The The title of this segment is Dat Bell Animatronic Doe. Oh, my gosh. So on December 6th, we got, or I think it was a little bit before December 6th. The video came out before the blog post. But mm-hmm. uh, we got a sneak peek at the Beauty and the Beast attraction that's coming to Tokyo Disney in two years. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, well, I mean, we're at the end of 2018. So right. maybe a year and a half. But 
Holy cow. It Bell is alive. Beast is alive. Philippe the horse is alive. Philippe is well, uh, this is a really really weird way to put it, but Philippe the horse surprisingly alive. I didn't think that Philippe was going to be a part of the ride, but it looks like It makes me so happy. I bet it does. Mm. But there's if I'd be very surprised if any person listening to this hasn't seen the video already, but it's on the Disney Parks blog. And there's just like a four second sequence of Belle entering the castle. And yeah, and she's She's got the lantern. She's looking around. She's blinking. She's actually talking. She's walking. She's walking. She moves exactly like she does in the movie. With the one one arm just kind of out, uh, out to her side. But it's remarkable it the 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 walking gimmick is the new thing yeah like i think was olaf the first walking well no no because in hall of presidents for example i didn't think they move i thought they just stood up uh, apparently ben franklin walks around he goes up and down the stairs oh american story the one yes. that we missed because like the, all of the showtimes were off. Yes. But we got to see the Liberty Singers in the We did. Hall and it sounded amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And I kind of wish that we could see them during the holidays right now because oh, sure. I'm I'm sure they're doing something magical at this time of year. And also the 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 bell players as yeah. well, at uh, California Adventure mm-hmm. at least out here. So they always they, a yearly favorite. They revealed a whole bunch of mess from the from the Beauty and the Beast ride. They the there's going to be a bell animatronic for a be our guest sequence. All, everybody's riding in giant teacups as the ride vehicles, which looks so cute. And they're trackless as well, so they'll. It seems like we'll be dancing with the the various utensils and dishes in the in the musical sequence. There's a there there's will a, be a ballroom sequence too, so we'll be dancing with Belle and Beast. There will be a pl- there's a planned uh, snow sequence of yeah. um, what's what's the bloody song? Something something there. there. Um, she climbs this way. Like that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing that I usually reference. I I'd like to hope. Oh, there's a there the terrifying uh, carriage is going to be in it. The oh one that yeah, just sprouts legs. <laughs> But even they, they show a look at the chandelier from the from the scene from the dancing scene and ballroom scene, and it just the scope of that compared to how big they're I assume they're gonna try to make the room actually look is probably this this is a the scope of this ride is very deserved of this source material. Oh yes, I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been wanting a Beauty and the Beast ride so say forever. So say forever. We all. And this looks like it's going to be. I mean, it's pushing the boundaries of technology with the use of audio animatronics and track and ride technology. Yeah. And it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And and so we, we really want to go to tokyo as soon as possible yeah but after this video came out we're like but do we wait do we wait do we wait until spring 2020 or we just go again we just bite the bullet and (laughs) and go again because i mean when we did florida we we as soon as we left we're like "Well, well we can go back now yeah the first the first time you go is such a high barrier because i think 
we're, we were so zeroed in on that one day. Yeah. And now we're like, well, we could spend a weekend. We yeah. Could, we could find a, a flight for this random weekend and just go for a couple of days. Like, so once you've experienced everything under that first time prism yeah now it's well we know how to properly like travel and spend all of our time at these various places so i i wonder if tokyo would be the same maybe maybe but i mean the the ticket pricing uh, is a little more tricky i would say in tokyo like yeah, for... for us to fly Okay, there. yeah, because the, <laughs> the ticketing system for Tokyo Disney makes a lot of sense. Oh, yes. And I like and it. And they're technically more affordable than a day at Disneyland. It's like 50 bucks or something, yeah. 50 bucks a day. But um, that speaking of rides and, and ride systems, there was a rumor that came out recently. It was, this was a couple weeks ago, but I, I just found it, uh, and especially because construction and there's uh, there's so much surrounding super nintendo world at universal we it's pretty much confirmed that the plot of land where backdraft was is going to be part of super nintendo world like that that's been confirmed we don't know what ride we're getting if it's multiple rides because i i, I know through a way that there are a couple of rides that are being planned and i don't know who's going to get all of them i would assume florida and tokyo and we're just going to get a piece because along with the mario kart ride that we're about to talk about there's a donkey kong country uh, minecart ride which you're not as familiar with because you never played any of the og mm-hmm. donkey kong country games on the super nintendo but there were some of the most dynamic levels that i mean you're a minecart with pitfalls and enemies coming at you and et cetera, et cetera. Super bunny man. Not as, okay, less dynamic, <laughs> but uh, the, the Mario Kart ride seems like it's going to be the calling card. Mm-hmm. It, cause you can have mo- there's a bunch of Mario Kart characters in there, which means merchandising can go through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. And there was a ride system from dynamic attractions that had a, a it's, they refer to it as the dual power coaster concept where there is, uh, there's the the rail, and on top of the rail you can lay your floor that gives the impression that you're you're trackless, but there's a giant you know exposed uh, separation between, right. so you can you can tell that you're on a track. But there's uh, drafting, drafting. What am I saying? There's there's drifting. <laughs> there's uh, um, AR elements. So uh, like projections where um you don't not everything has to be physical Mm -hmm. so you can you can see the item pickups and firing items and etc etc that can be randomized and not necessarily be locked in stone um the tracks can split so it looks it can create the uh, illusion of racing so a lot of people think that this is the super mario kart or the mario kart ride system but why would this company <laughs> release hmm. this all of this video if uh, trying to promote and sell it if Universal didn't buy it? Which makes me think that this was their prototype that they submitted to Universal and they went, no. Nah. So that means something more dynamic than this is coming for Mario Kart. Well, what I would hope is if we're getting a Mario Kart ride... That not only are you getting 
really cool duds to drive in, etc. But that you're actually going to have that interactive element where you are sending things towards other players yeah. in game. Um, it's and having that option. It's hard for an interactive series to go to a non-interactive medium. Yeah. So I'm sure... And also the fact that all of this has support from Nintendo. I find it very hard to believe that Shigeru Miyamoto and Reggie fils and I don't know who the current president is right now since Awada's passing, but uh, all of the people at the top are like, no, every, every this has to be Mario Kart. Bless you. Thank you. Do you want me to cut that out? I mean, whatever you want to do. It's very sure. adorable. You sneeze very cutely. I've, I've been told I sneeze like a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of mice, uh. Yeah, well, uh, th- on December 13th, there was a, uh, there was a, a, a call that was a, conf- a, a town hall, I should say that confirmed a fourth gate in Orlando. For those of you that that lost track, the third gate was Volcano Bay, the water park Mm -hmm. that opened up last year. So uh, I don't think they gave us the name yet. No, there's only been rumors. Highly, They bought two uh, website uh, domains. Mm -hmm. But Universal's Fantastic Worlds is a, a photo, a concept that leaked that looks very legitimate and that's where super nintendo world's gonna be there's a there's a lot of potential for franchises to go into fantastic worlds Mm -hmm. and i saw a an article and i'm I'm sorry that i forget who wrote it but that determined uh putting burke there yeah how to train your dragon we need that uh dropping shrek 4d from Universal mm. and creating a Shrek land. That would be nice. And we could possibly get that ridiculous dark ride that <laughs> that exists overseas. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, and it not being a quote kids park. Yeah. But being a family a family park, sort of like a, a legitimate answer to Disneyland. Yeah. Where it's franchises that everybody recognizes and there's stuff that's a little bit thrilly and a little bit this and a little bit that like universal i like the only thing that's really uh, that really has a, an age gate on it to me anyway is the hulk coaster like that's the mm. only thing that exists at universal where uh i don't want to put my kids on that because it's a legit like top yeah. down latch you in roller coaster but on top of this news in the next five years, that's a, that's a direct quote from Steve Burke, Comcast VP and NBC Universal CEO. In the next five years, Universal would open its park in Beijing, which is insane. Yeah, didn't know they were planning a Beijing park, but no either. Uh, so its projected opening date is 2023. That's wild. Yeah, they are legitimate. Let's see. Th- this is another quote. Burke said that Disney had gotten, quote, a free ride without <laughs> aggressive competition in the past until Universal stepped up. It's true. Over the past eight years and into the next five years, Burke said that Comcast would invest more money in theme park business than it spent to obtain all of NBC Universal, which was, just for the record, 
$6.7 billion for a 51% stake in NBC Universal, and then another 16.7 to get the rest of the company huh. in 2013. So that is, due to do math, $23.4 billion. So they're willing to spend that much and more on theme park interests. And just knowing how the international theme park system works whenever there's sort of a grant from the home country as well that eases the spending on the company on top of yeah. it. And China is a great market for a universal park. Even oh, if yeah. you Well, it's already really big in China. Mm-hmm. They they love Universal. In China, in Japan, the it's it's a big, big market. Well especially I the the one in particular that I'm thinking of is Transformers. I'm thinking of Minions. <laughs> M- both. M- minions and Transformers. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the fate. Uh, that and Harry Potter. Yeah, But course. I don't know how well Harry Potter did in China. I don't know either, but, mm, but I can like, find big out. Big sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> not garbage, but like uh, uh, CG, just crazy. Mo- like if if this leads to a warcraft attraction because warcraft made all of its money back in china like and they might that's what made them go oh we can still do the sequel if we make it if we lean it towards a chinese market which i'm down for because i i really enjoyed warcraft but or we we both did we when when we saw it but uh did you see they're making a sun wukong journey to the west movie but it's modern and with Iron Man suits. Like they stole the shot, but it's like the Monkey King makeup. Oh. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? But it's got all of the traditional uh, characters from Journey to the West in it, but it's just everybody's in Iron Man suits. And a lot of fans are like, hey, uh, Marvel. Um, I just wanted to interject real quick because the the title of this story really made me stop. Um, and this was back in March of 2017, but the the government of China banned Peppa Pig, Harry Potter, and Winnie the Pooh. Well, Winnie the Pooh, I know why. Um, because the the president of china doesn't like being compared to winnie the pooh oh because there was a picture posted of him and barack and somebody posted excuse me uh much love from our president barack obama but uh <laughs> posted a picture of those two walking in like the white house garden and next to it there was a picture of tigger and Pooh. so he doesn't like being compared to winnie the pooh so that's why the winnie the pooh ride isn't lasting long in Hong Kong, they were moving it. Oh my gosh! Um, or or Shanghai, I think, is where the Winnie the Pooh attraction is, because they're like, no, not it, not in this place. <laughs> they they're saying that uh, they it's like the government's war on Western ideology. The children's favorites are part of a crackdown, uh, and I'm quoting this by the National Scot. Okay. <laughs> um. Part of a crackdown by the Communist Party, which also which will also affect the Harry Potter books and popular titles by Roald Dahl. Hmm. Huh. Publishers in mainland China have been told to make a drastic reduction in the number of foreign children's books because of the influx of ideology. What year is it? 
updated. This is from 2017. Okay. Although the official government order has not been made public, one of China's biggest online platforms has already announced the ban. Because I found an article from 2012 that was a ban on the... Like, they were trying to get rid of the Transformers movie, Mm -hmm. but it was a different president at the time. But... Uh, it turned like apparently they were we're we're getting off into the weeds, but it it turns out that uh, they tried. To, I just found a, a a Chinese website. A new Harry Potter movie movie stars seek to charm China. Hmm. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they, we don't live there. Mm-hmm. If you live in China and are listening to this, let us let us know. Yeah, because that would be a very interesting spin. But uh, like, I still want to go. I want to go to the Chinese parks very much. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. And you were you went to the World Expo. I I was at the World Expo in Shanghai, and from my understanding, the Disney Shanghai Park was built on that same property. Mm-hmm. So I I especially have a special connection to that area and am very eager to go back. Yeah, to and see especially that. there's a lot in that park that there that Shanghai is one of the places that's getting Marvel. So and they've got the the Tron coaster that Florida is going to yes. be getting. Oh God! But Universal aggressively chasing after that mouse, oh, which yeah. means a a European park won't be too far after China. That's true. That's really true. And well, they have where, to find. Where would it, it go? Would it, it go? It, would it go in France? Because uh, at least because with I almost want to say, I almost want to say going to Britain would maybe be something. Where's the space? You have to go into well, the country. Well, that's with everything, though. That's with everything in Europe. You need to find a clear plot of land. Well, even Japan. Universal uh, Universal is in Osaka, whereas it's Tokyo Disney. So it's a couple hour train ride in between the yeah. two. So it's and Universal Japan is huge. Mm-hmm. Like the the all of the the Shonen Jump summer stuff that they do. It's the fact that they similar. I would say similarly they 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 advertise to local like popular stuff. I would say similarly to how Disney California does in getting the, like the stuff to play at the well the Plaza Gardens which don't necessarily exist anymore but the the swing mm. bands and the this and the that and the the nighttime stuff which are trying to get people back in the park but it's um it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely crazy. A uh, couple more well actually no. These these last two stories kind of fit in with what we're 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 talking about some of our favorites from the Christmas holiday. And one of my favorites over these past couple of years has been World of Color Winter Dreams. Yeah. To the point where I have the whole show track and it's a part of my Christmas play with uh, some other stuff that I'm going to talk about. But it's, the, the sad thing is we're not getting it this year. No, they were really, really trying to get it back up for at least the last few weeks of December, but it's not ready. You know uh, when it went down? It went down at the beginning of this year. April. So, That's yeah. Right. They and they wanted it to be back for the summer and it for wasn't Pixar ready. Fest. And they kept working on it, they kept working on it. I'm I'm curious what 
sort of roadblock they've run into. I'm wondering if there's been some sort of significant damage to there's a, As far as something. I know, my, my, my brother, who has a certain knowledge of these things, mm-hmm. uh, said that one of the main lifts, like the center lift piston, mm-hmm. broke. Oh, no. So when they brought it up to work on it, it like locked. It's one of the things that they have to drain the they they tried to figure everything out that they could to to not drain did anyone think to drain the lake that's all they thought of and they were trying to anything that they could do to not do that but it it looks like that's what they're going to have to do hmm it's a bummer. It's a bummer because the show's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I look forward to it every single holiday season. Well, there there are two things about the first year that made it th- that much more dynamic. Mm-hmm. It debuted the year that Frozen came out. Yes. So we had Olaf as a host. Everybody who wanted a little bit more of that lovable snowman got him. We had the best version of Let It Go that exists. Oh, yeah. They just added a little bit more to the score and the music, mm-hmm. and it just... It stepped up the the music with Idina Menzel that much more. Yeah. And so the, that on top of it. So it's not necessarily, it's it's like a, it was a half frozen, half yeah. winter show. It also started with uh, Glow? Was that what it was no, called? No. Um... Uh, it, 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 choir, was a, so... it was a choir of really it was a really beautiful mashup people from all over the world were sending in recordings of themselves to disney from singing the same song and then disney took all of those recordings put them all together layered it yeah oh it is It it was called glow um it was a. Uh, Sorry, I was thinking of Glowfest. No, of course. Then that's the thing is they they they've used it a lot. They mm-hmm. use the term a lot. But I I was really close to submitting for that. Yeah. But I remembered I'm not a singer. So <laughs> so my my least favorite part about it is we didn't get that again. And and they stopped they stopped doing it. They only did yeah. it for the first year. But it's a really pretty song, it's and gorgeous. the um, the sheer amount of layered voices in it is almost like a wall of sound, yeah, in in and of itself. So having that in it was amazing. <laughs> but what? Okay, <laughs> scenes because I saw a a franchise poked out, and I was like, what? But <laughs> what? It, it was written by Eric Whitaker. Um, I don't. Let me let me see what his. A Grammy-winning composer, conductor, and speaker. He is known for his virtual choir projects. So that's exactly what this ended up being. But uh, he has a bit of a orchestral and musical theater background. Uh, he, oh, he co-composed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger T- Stranger Tides. Oh. Uh, of the murmur, the the mermaid theme and choral segments. So probably the mermaid singing. He was probably responsible for. Um, Good Night Moon. Oh. He did um, uh, a, an, an arrangement called Rock Hahachala, Only the Beginning, also known as Five Hebrew Love Songs. Hmm. And he did, uh, he was the choir master for Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh. Yeah. But he's the wind symphony stuff, orchestral stuff. Um, what... I, I like this sh- this a lot because it. I, I wish it did a little bit more 
spread throughout, but we got, um, I have a little dreidel in there. We got Felice Navidad in there, fun, big coral stuff. But was Winter Dreams the first time they used the whole, like the whole um, boardwalk for lights? Because I distinctly remember the, there was, it was a special event or it might've been one of the like, post-credit scenes quote-unquote mm-hmm. where they started using the california screaming as a projection place and putting lights on it and adding to it because it I, I i think winter dreams was the first show to to completely use all of it because hmm. it was 2014 and the and the regular show opened in 2012 <laughs> 2010 2010 hmm. so four years in I, I mean, know. I'm looking at a whole bunch of stuff here. <laughs> I I feel like they've been using California Screaming, or well, now we should call it Incredicoaster, yeah. for a long time. Honestly, I don't know. It's a great question. My memory is not so secure on that. Okay. Well, I always get so overwhelmed by the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the show? Let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. That that was I was so excited for Frozen to come out being a Nordic girl myself sure. and I'd been researching every little piece of information that I could get leading up to the movie opening and Disney had been so secretive about it before it was released. And D23 was probably the most info that we got and there was still a lot not being filled in for gaps but also being in los angeles we were lucky enough to see it early at el capitan yeah we saw it like the first weekend it came out which was two or three weeks before it actually came out so by the time we went for the i think premiere first or second weekend of winter dreams not a lot of people had seen the movie yet it wasn't necessarily a huge phenomenon yet but and and so a lot also a lot of stuff wasn't as readily available like the the soundtrack, I don't think was out yet. Yeah, it so wasn't. It, it was a very interesting time, and now it's like you can't not like Frozen is a household name at yeah. this point. Uh, definitely one of, one of my favorite parts has been added in more recent years, but the goofy installation of yes. the of the lights. Oh my gosh, that part is rad. Because we because everybody has has started to use the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and that particular <laughs> song in their in at like I saw Burger King use it this year, Nissan <laughs> used it this year. Everybody's using like the the huge like impressive light stuff, but Disney does it best, man. Oh, of course. And especially framing it as the how-to goofy cartoons sort of mm-hmm. a thing. It's a lot of fun. You know what I never understood hmm. is why uh, I see the light is in this version of uh world of color well it's they call it a season of light don't they they did <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> they did it wasn't it wasn't for the opening year mm-hmm. two years later was the redo of world mm. of color season of light which got rid of um which got rid of the uh which got rid of glow added white christmas Oh God, Blue Christmas with sadness. 
That's that is so, so funny. Good. Well, and the entire time, everyone in the audience is just laughing. What laughing. A, a, an amazingly put together sequence, but they added a lot more smaller bits of actual Christmas music. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's um, trans the TSO part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a a three caballeros Feliz Navidad section instead mm-hmm. of just the big Olaf version at the end. They spread they spread a whole bunch of stuff out. Melikilikimaka's in there. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of really good stuff in the updated version of the show. Yeah. And the winter winter dreams is very much a frozen promo. <laughs> well, sure, but deservedly so. Yeah. But with the season of light version that they've been doing since it, it's a little more balanced in for all of Disney, which is nice. And it has an uncontroversial version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes, my favorite <laughs> one with Idina Menzel. And Michael Bubble. And I wish that that was the version that shopping malls would play instead of the uh, the questionable lyrics. No, so they changed the no, lyrics yeah. in Baby It's Cold Outside. No, no, but I thought you meant it was a particular artist as well as that stuff that you did. No, 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 no. Yeah. So Winter Dreams, I th- it's hard to beat. It like is. believe in holiday ma- believe there's holiday magic in the skies. Good. Really good. Yeah. And there's some stuff that, that can get you pretty emotional. But in terms of a flipping show. Yeah. That nothing can beat World of Color, Winter Dreams slash Season of Light. It's oh, it's all so so good. What what do you think of the parade? Are we talking about a Christmas fantasy Christmas parade? Christmas fantasy, yeah. That's right. There have been a couple of Christmas parades, but Christmas fantasy has been running for a while. while. I'll get a full date on that while you talk about it. Yeah. Um, Christmas fantasy has been around for a long time. And I will say that the music is a lot of fun. And I always look forward to seeing the silly snowman spinning around and the goofy reindeer and everything else and there there are certain segments that i've always appreciated for that show um but there have been times where if we've visited the park a lot with our passes during the holiday season i start to go a little crazy thinking i can't i can't hear this song again i can't do it i've appreciated it a little bit more recently but for a few years i i was like they need something else please get something else how long? Give me a guess. How long is a Christmas? Fifteen fin? years. More. Twenty. A little bit more. Twenty-three 23. years. It opened November nineteen ninety-five, and has been going ever since. And, and I mean, it's been they updated have done, a lot. They, yeah, they've done lots of updates. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the, are we going to talk about the uh, in the, the in Santa in a room? Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned your favorite parts. One of my mom's favorite parts has always been the snowmen because they're so adorable. And even they're when so they, cute. I want plushies of them so bad. I think they make them. Yeah. They need but I think more. They, I think they make like a Mickey and Minnie version of the same, like yeah. bulbous, but <laughs> bulbous. Uh, bulbous. They, they should be on our holiday tree. They added the, the Elsa and Anna unit. They took yes. over the ice skating rink. Uh, it was, and it was cool to see Mickey and Minnie ice skating on that yeah. thing, but it was I clearly, ver- they needed 
super super professional ice skaters yeah. to, op- and to uh and it's to, hard to, to teach to, be... to teach mickey and minnie how to do that yeah but uh the the most <laughs> Good call. Im- the most important thing uh oh uh tremaine Drizelle, and anastasia i are am, that was awesome. something i was about to say i get so excited when i see them just bouncing around all angry Ooh, and i just nearly knocked over my microphone careful dear um I love seeing them come down the way. <laughs> they are just on. Yeah. They are so on. It's like the parade version of uh, Cruella de Vil walking up and down yeah. Main Street. Just a similar attitude. So uh, this past weekend, which I found out, uh, AJ was at the park with the kids. No way. But they, they weren't oh. there for that this particular parade. Santa Claus. I love I like how this. I'm I'm reading the Time Magazine article about it. Uh, Santa Claus has a hyperlink that goes to uh, a different Santa Claus story. Uh. But during so Santa's float at the end of the parade is uh, a version of his sleigh with a whole bunch of uh, presents in it. And near the near the end of the parade, I don't. It must have been some sort of a mechanical failure. Yeah, one hundred percent. It just it's supposed to keep you know kind of leaning back and forth, a little forward, a little back, it, and instead it, tipped, it just tipped it tipped all, all the, the way, way forward, and the the sleigh was almost completely vertical on the parade uh, the parade float, and Santa was ejected. He wasn't. He didn't like hit the ground. No, he wasn't thrown. He he felt it, and I I was really watching the video <laughs> because I'm like Santa, no. Um, he knew exactly what to do. He he leaned back up against the sleigh, which was uh, fighting gravity, and luckily there was a platform for him to just kind of stand. I mean, it was still. I'm sure that was. Very scary for Santa. Oh, very much but, so. But, you know, he was escorted safely off of the float. He wasn't hurt from what but also, we've been told. As with every parade float, every character has a harness. Yes. So he he was just kind of hanging from from his harness. But it looked like he it looks like he was standing. Yeah. But it also kind of looked like he was flying, which he can do because he's magic. <laughs> but uh as a result, like that night. They, they, of course, they immediately took that float away. Yeah. And so now he's in the mail room, which is like halfway through the parade. Mm-hmm. So as a result, Buzz ends the parade now because the Toy Story s- scene is just before Santa's sleigh. <laughs> so Buzz is Santa. You know what? That's okay. Buzz, Buzz can help Santa out for a little while. That's all right. And Santa <laughs> has to go through all that mail. That's yeah, a lot. It's so much mail. Poor Santa. So, it, I mean, it's a very good place to put him yeah. uh, when it comes to, when it comes to, like, right. making that work. They're not going to put him in Buzz's toy rocket. <laughs> Though they could. No, that would be an amazing visual. Future Santa. Mm-hmm, Santa. <laughs> so, as a little Rockin bit. Rockin' Santa. As a little bit of uh, something that I want to... Uh, share with everybody is there's a wonderful archival site called disneychris.com it's somebody who's been archiving all of the audio from disney parks whether it's promotions commercials rides or or any any of that and their selection is remarkable it goes all the way back to the earliest days of disney and they have 
an entire page. So they have each land. They have a couple of pages for lands, depending on how long they've been around. But they have an entire Christmas section, which has amazing pieces of history, amazing pieces of music that for any holiday party that you have, there's stuff that isn't on YouTube. But if there is stuff on YouTube, they probably pulled it from this website, <laughs> to, be, to be perfectly honest, because I don't know where people get these long, uh, these the, all of the, the, the long form stuff, like Kids of the Kingdom doing a Christmas medley that's an hour long. Where did you get that? And Because it, it sounds <laughs> studio perfect. Where did you get the mid-century Christmas from uh, Carousel of Progress? Like, would, yeah. how did you get perfect audio of all of those together? They have TV specials in audio form. So you could you could probably press play on the playlist that exists at the bottom of this page and make it all the way to Christmas by listening to all of this stuff. Because there's some stuff that's gone on the on rotation for, for my playlist. There's Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar holiday area music there's the jingle cruise which isn't uh, in operation this year but Sad. is one of our favorite things yeah. because it, it's a new twist on an old favorite it gave it a little bit of a story more so than oh hey here's some stuff but our christmas shipment got interrupted and so now they're there, it's like its own microcosm of Disneyland because yeah. there are themed areas after the different jungles and it it's so much fun fun yeah what what's um what's your favorite land in christmas during christmas time oh i have to say new orleans square hands down it's new there orleans is square. about six to seven hours of <laughs> like they have french market holiday music mm-hmm. side streets side street strutters the bayou brass band the jambalaya bass band the J- jambalaya jazz band and varying versions of haunted mansion holiday just wah uh i'm i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for the country you yeah, might know this dear. <laughs> so the, the fact bear countries or i'm sorry critter country's fine he's dying inside as he so much fixed his uh <sighs> grammatical error i'm sad but uh, i like critter country but it's essentially uh poo time christmas and and that's that's fine and that's fine Mm -hmm. so you know what i love seeing Pooh dressed up with his little santa hat during Mm -hmm. the holidays and seeing all the families wait to meet him and tigger and and all the gang that comes out to visit he's just so cute in his little red santa hat with his red (laughs) t-shirt for me though like frontierland because because bear uh, Critter Country isn't what it was. I'm not doing this on purpose. It's I know just you're not. I head. know it's 100% natural, honey. But Frontierland has got such a great... It's, it's, I think it's a look that I can... I'm so familiar with mm-hmm. and can recognize from my life, despite being a California kid all my life, but that, that wooded, uh, foresty type uh, stuff and, and the, the area music. And I think also... With Frontierland getting the Halloween tree, that sort of starts the feeling of like, oh, we're like as we're recording, staring at <laughs> our our tree with our lights in it. But that starts and the primarily feeling, Disney decorations. Primarily, what's up, Elsa's shoe? <laughs> but 
that feeling carries over through Christmas to me. But uh, I would have to say Frontierland, especially Big Thunder Ranch at Christmas time. I always awesome. loved it. I I loved how they would decorate the little uh, carriage mm. that was on the outside. Just everything scattered just as you were entering up. And then Santa's reindeer would be there, and you could do cookie decorating, and Santa would be there too. Yeah. Just everything. It was really nice. But then even more so, the, what, what was it called? The Jingle Jingle Jamboree? Yes. That took place in the, the festival grounds, and that the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies holiday show oh, yeah. was the best. I always remember them dancing around the little charlie brown-esque tree they would just drop it from the ceiling and it would just (laughs) hang there real sad and they did their version of the nutcracker suite yeah very man i'm really happy that the billies are still working at knots me too uh and of course underneath a different name yeah uh kirk wall and his crazy hillbillies i i would still very much like to see them no i agree are you kidding i've been wanting to see them since they moved because it's a different it's a different show yeah I mean, some similar things, but sure, it's a different show. of course. I wonder if they've re-recorded any new stuff because they, because hmm. they were the Billies. Yeah, for that's their true. for their record, they weren't Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. They were the Billies. Mm-hmm. So you might they might be able to get away with selling their record still, but I don't know. And something that I want to talk about because I love it so much. Yeah. Um. Well, well, let me let me ask you first because you know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. Is there something that they don't that disney doesn't do anymore for christmas that was essential to your being i'm really sad that the snowman guy that used to be in a lot of the advertising for disneyland for the holidays he had a little setup right in front of the castle he even one time had a snow globe that he was in i really love that and I had just assumed that he was always going to be there. And they still will pay tribute to him and a little bit of merchandise. Mm-hmm. We have a cute little ornament head of him Didn't wearing we that last year? Mickey Mouse ears. Or was it the year before? Uh, I believe your mother made this for Christmas for us because it has our uh, wedding year on the I back. I thought we got it for ourselves. Did we? Because I remember we got it at California Adventure and you we know had to wait till the very end of the night. You're probably right. And they did the Disney D for Donicas, which makes me so happy. They gotta do it. Every time I look at it, I smile. And that's right. We asked for them to do it in purple. Damn right. Um, But I had assumed that Mr. Snowman was just always going to be there and that I could take pictures with him every year. And I remember the first year that we were going and I was ready to just take a picture with him and he wasn't there. And I, I was a little bummed out. I was like, shoot, where did he go? And he has not returned. And I wish they would bring him back. I wish they would bring Jingle Cruise back too. But uh, for some reason, I really adore this snowman. No, it's very adorable. Yeah. You know, it's very adorable. Hmm. Animatronic bears. So oh. for <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Country Bear Christmas special was the first holiday overlay that any attraction got because it was so ding dang popular and so as a result uh, i think it was was when the the 50th record collection came out Mm -hmm. uh, i i have no memory actually watching the show because it ended 
Jeez. It, it, it actually ended rather late, so it probably happened, and I probably saw it. I just I can't remember walking in and seeing all of the stuff in holiday times, That, but my mom may have pictures. So uh, it's a 16-minute, it's very similar to all of the other Country Bear shows, but it's all Christmas music, and it has some of the best versions of certain songs. The um, The fact that... Tokyo still does it and has everything immaculate almost the the first and the last songs are changed in That's Tokyo true. because the the two songs that are used in uh, America it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and um, I forgot I forgot the very, the very last one that they do but uh, uh, there that Japan does instead mm-hmm. um, is jingle bells and something else but it's the the reverence that that Tokyo Disney has for the Country Bears is fits in with how Japan celebrates Christmas. Yeah, it's like it's a very it's a kind of an Americanized thing. Like, did, was it you that I was telling about the fried chicken thing? Yes, it was me. Yeah, so like blows my mind it's a japanese tradition to get a bucket of fried chicken on christmas because kfc specifically well kfc is the biggest if people can't get you they have to order weeks in advance to guarantee it crazy but which has also provided other fried chicken stuff to pop up or american fried chicken stuff to pop up because the japanese have versions of of fried chicken but not the not the secret herbs and spices stuff (laughs) so it 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 all fitting in and i wonder if you could get like not a whole bucket but like a plate like a a a fried chicken plate and then go watch the country bear christmas and it's Hmm. just it's all very appropriate yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's the thing that i i wish would come back but that's a not not only bless you not only just the attraction but a holiday overlay of the attraction yeah um and the fact that Florida stopped doing it because the the downtime for, for it's really sad because the attraction in Florida already doesn't get that much of a of a crowd. Yeah. And then spending. I think the time if off they did, I think if they did the holiday overlay, it would probably draw in a little more attention too. I think guests would appreciate it. The thing too now is, it's all about practice making perfect yeah because back when we would have haunted mansion holiday do the switch over it felt like forever Mm -hmm. and now disney has it down for two weeks and then it's ready Mm -hmm. that's incredible well also the time that they wanted it up has gone has changed like from the first couple of years was pre-halloween time so even more so it would we used to have it for Halloween and then it would go down until for, as you said, but now that switchover has to, has to be that much more so that mm-hmm. it can be up in time in September for Halloween time. And maybe it's, maybe it's diminishing returns. Maybe it's now that it's around longer, the time that it's down doesn't feel as long. Maybe, but they I di- still think they've done it faster now than they did in the beginning. And I definitely agree with you on that. But yeah. I, I wonder if that has anything to do with it feeling Maybe. even shorter. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I would think that if they just practiced doing it, it really wouldn't have the attraction closed for that long. Yeah. I think that if Haunted Mansion Holiday can be put up in two weeks, 
the holiday version for Country Bears could be put up in two weeks. And how long would it take to rebuild the Country Bear Playhouse? That's what I want to know. Mm. But um, but before we go, like we're we're in Disney, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're staying pretty firmly in Disney. But there's other stuff around. Yeah. Is there is there any any other Christmas memory that you have from any other park or experience? Well. There's the new experience for seeing Hogwarts over in Universal have the snowfall and that new thing and sharing that together was really, really nice. How does that, how does the, the not you and I, because we can make everything amazing because we're amazing, but <laughs> what, how do you, how do you rate the Hogwarts Chris, Christmas, which you can watch on our YouTube channel because Andrea taped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can experience it with us being gushily romantic. Not Wee. in the video, but, you know. Yeah, there's how, no awkward moments of us. It, it's just us looking at the castle. How does that compare? Because it's straight up a projection show, but it's it's Hogwarts at Christmas. For me, listening to the soundtrack from the films just kind of connects back to an interesting part of my childhood. For me, one of the things that I first think about with Christmas, I think of the first Harry Potter film and the music playing when Harry wakes up and Ron's like, come on, Harry, it's Christmas. And they get so excited and just this really lighthearted music plays and it's just, oh, this feels so nice. (laughs) And it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I will say that it's kind of weird watching the show and not actually... It doesn't seem like we actually see Ron or Harry or Hermione specifically. We'll see... You know, wizards, we see the ghosts at the beginning, but we don't see particular characters. Didn't we see... Um, we uh, did probably see Hedwig. We, we we saw several owls, but we also... Didn't we see... There was someone on a broomstick. But not necessarily that identifiable. Yeah. But didn't, I, I, it's bad, because I forget her name, um, but Hagrid... And oh, you know what? That's right. Actually, during the Yule Ball sequence, yes. you see the couples dancing. So, yeah. okay, I take that back. Okay. I take that back. It has been returned to you. Yeah. But it, I, I really like it, even though I'm, I'm not as, well, as see, as you can tell, well storied with the Harry Potter franchise. But it's, it's very, it's very nice. The only problem that I have with, I, I don't have a problem with the show itself, but there's no. They don't have a good viewing area. They don't for it. have the space. That was an either. afterthought. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. And I mean, that was all from Rowling being very specific to the vision and the feel of how the land should be in the first place, because it needed to be tight and intimate, which makes perfect sense. But it does make things tricky. I I wonder now, being closer to Christmas, how difficult it must be to get a viewing because we made sure to go you know on a weekday when it was going to be a little more quiet and there was also a question of whether it was actually going to happen or not yeah we weren't sure at all it happened after closing yeah so they waited literally for the sun to go down past the hills to actually start it Mm -hmm. they had to be very specific with the timing for the lighting when i was there the other night it was there's 
huge crowds pouring out mm-hmm. so they probably do it a couple times a night yeah even for us doing it once it wasn't very crowded that day no. so i can't imagine when it's super crowded if there are other places to see do you do you, uh, there's not going to be visibility anywhere else and my feeling is that if you don't get there at the time that you need to early enough when it's really busy you're you're out of luck and mm. that's going to be the end of it but there's so much to do there right. at grinchmas time with the universal plaza now being the the grinch place <laughs> not the good place the grinch place uh, where you can get yourself a holy shirt or uh or fork right off but uh, that's a good place reference anyway oh yeah <laughs> because they can't curse because it's right. a good place exactly so it's shirt and fork mm. and we're a family show as well we probably spent way too much time determining what not curse words are but mm. we've got a lot of favorite stuff at the holiday times but it, it's it's mostly i think it's mostly be the, because of the fact that we get to spend them with the people that are close to us yeah. we get to spend that time with uh, like i remember one of our christmas trips and and watching the the christmas fireworks and putting an arm around you and then an arm around my mom and just being like this is the best thing yeah ever. it and was really nice this is what makes moments like these special yeah. and that much better and being able to share all of the new stuff with you and and having the country bear stuff to to share with my mom because she loved him too and then that's where i get that from but <laughs> um and then also a lot of them look like my dad but <laughs> um but <laughs> you're laughing because it's true uh, i'm not i plead the fifth that's not that's not appropriate but um so we're we're gonna get out of here because this this person has been very mad at us well and i'd I'd like to go see the fireworks on main street i think you know what let's get out of line oh so we're gonna oh geez we're skipping the ride Um, can we just can we walk through the there okay before they just eject us, where can the folks find you on Twitter? You can find me at Dole Whip Drea on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Mark B. Donica. I do a whole bunch of other stuff on the internet. Uh, follow the Rooster Team. Follow the Wrestle Pros. Follow Inventory Full PT. whole bunch of stuff coming. And the winter season is uh, one of the best. So, okay, we're going. All right, we're going. We're going. Fine. Make Let's sure- step over this log. Yeah, we're right. stop. This is a no now. no bearing on the on the current conversation. <laughs> Let's just step over this log. But uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, Party of Two Pod. Tell your friends uh, we're going to be changing our uh, our our podcast host soon. But that means you'll be able to find us on a lot more platforms. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna have a big changeover, and you may have to like re-download and stuff. But eh, we'll get the. All right, we're going. All right, um, we'll 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 be back next week around the Christmas to talk about who did Christmas best. Yeah. But uh, until then, we'll see you at the next holiday spectacular. Mm-hmm.